This week, we talk about digital activism, coming out of the drug closet, and why you should always have a scientist friend. Coming up right now on Critical Grass. Get it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Critical Grass. It's stimulating, mind-expanding, safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing, the hula hoop of the jet generation, and as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Critical Grass. He's looked at both the pros and cons of blowing pot. He's not convinced that grass is all that harmful, but there is room for a lot of doubt. Why don't we wait and see? There's a lot of testing to be done before we'll know all the facts. Critical grass. My name is Mart Kolvet. I'm from Tallinn, Estonia. I'm a board member at the Estonian Medical Cannabis Association, uh, Estonian Association of People Who Use Psychoactive Substances, and a peer worker at Diversion from Arrest program. That doomy, stonery little jam comes to you courtesy of a band called Tak, with a track called Mu Adres on Super Sargasso. Apologies for my pronunciation if I got that wrong. Now, you might be wondering why the Critical Grass podcast is playing Estonian stoner rock. Well, as it happens, my guest for this week, Mart, is the lead vocalist for the aforementioned band, and I thought it would be appropriate to use his very own music for his introduction. None of my guests so far uh, got to be introduced to their own music, so this is a first for the podcast as well. We are entering uncharted territory, people. How exciting. Well, in addition to being a board member of the Estonian Medical Cannabis Association, a member of the Psychoactive Substances Association, and a peer worker for keeping people out of jail, Mart is also a writer and contributor to various publications, a musician, and an open user of cannabis. In other words, as some people might say, he's winning at life. So this week we are obviously in Europe, and some of you may be wondering... Why Estonia? Some of you, particularly in lands far away, might be wondering, what is Estonia? And that, dear listeners, is exactly why this whole podcast was started. The idea is to look to places you might least suspect of having anything to do with cannabis, and finding out that they have a lot to do with cannabis, as we'll get to in just a few minutes. So, what else is Estonia known for? Well, it used to be part of the Soviet Union, which might help explain its Russian population that accounts for about a third of its residents. In 2004, it joined NATO and the European Union, clearly solidifying its preference for the West. 
In 2003, just before joining the EU, the Estonians gave the world one of the most famous tools in internet telephony, Skype. Yes, that Skype, which is how Mart and I recorded our interview. Estonia also has, not surprisingly, one of the world's best internet connections, with 4G available almost anywhere, in addition to free public Wi-Fi. Following that trend, the country has more startups per person than Silicon Valley and is one of the world's most advanced digital societies with digital event management, e-government services, online taxes and banking, and even voting in elections, all possible using a smartphone or computer. So Estonians are very much on the cutting edge of the latest technology, and they've certainly embraced the 21st century in that respect. For a country that small, they've definitely come a long way. But Estonia also has a bit of history with cannabis. Going back to the 16th century, when it was vital in the shipbuilding industry, hemp was being traded between the capital Tallinn, or Reval as it was called at the time, and the Netherlands as part of the Hanseatic League. And the cultivation of hemp for industrial uses has grown so much since 2004 that the country has become Europe's second biggest producer, with over 6,000 hectares, or 23 square miles, in 2017, only behind France, which is 14 times larger. However, its big claim to weed fame came last year when a tiny town of about 5,000 people called Kanepi, which is one letter short of the word Kanepit, uh, literally meaning cannabis, uh, adopted the cannabis leaf as the symbol in its new flag, following a, you guessed it, online poll. You can check out the design on our Instagram page. Personally, I think they would make a killing selling that kind of merchandise, but what they do with their logos is their business. At any rate, we know hemp has a history in the country, but what about other forms of the plant? Do they have a medical program, as you might expect from a technologically advanced, seemingly progressive society? Mart provides some background information on how we got involved with Ravi Kanep, the Estonian Medical Cannabis Association. The Estonian Medical Cannabis Association was founded in 2013 by two guys. One of them was me, uh, and the other one had um, recently uh, organized um, against um, ACTA. It had to do with digital rights on the internet, and uh, it was the biggest uh, public protest um, in Estonia since the 90s. So... um, sort of in the wake of that he had some extra energy and decided uh, that uh, uh, something has to be done about medical cannabis in Estonia and I had been writing about the subject since 2005 or so I guess in in papers and and on the web and translating some materials from uh, from uh, around the world Um, uh, basically advocating on my own for um, market regulation and and uh, medicalization of cannabinoids phytocannabinoids and um, he decided that i'm a useful person to to co-opt into this so i agreed because i don't have much uh, organ organizational skills myself but um, uh, we ma- we made a good team and uh, later we were joined by uh, a molecular biologist uh, that actually worked with uh, uh, cannabinoid research. Uh, he 
Uh, he studied. Uh, he did some uh, some studies with uh, the mouse model of of uh, sclerosis multiplex and uh, both THC and CBD. And uh, he he replaced uh, the first guy who went on to do some other political stuff. And and now it's the two of us, uh, the scientist and and the and uh, the activist uh, working in tandem. And. Uh, trying to address the state um, and and um, make other people activists. I find it strangely fitting how Mart's cannabis activism was preceded by internet-related activism. Something tells me this is going to be a common theme in Estonian politics. So uh, we have here the activist and the scientist working together to chip away at cannabis prohibition with a focus on science and medicine, which, in my opinion, is a much more effective way of getting the other side to take your argument seriously. I asked Mart to explain the legal situation of cannabis as medicine and how easy it is for patients to get a prescription. Well, first of all, we have decriminalization of small amounts of um, possession of, of any drug, including cannabis, and decriminalization of personal use. Uh, but uh, you can get pretty steep fines uh, if you if you get caught with um, with uh, any form of cannabis that contains more than 0.2% THC. You can sell CBD products with uh, less than 0.2 THC and and uh, less than 20% CBD. Uh, you you could also sell. Um, CBD products with uh, with uh, higher percentage of CBD, but then you would need um, a license for a medical medical product, uh, which is hard to get. So, yeah, we basic basically all we have legally available are are CBD uh, basically pure CBD products with uh, less than twenty percent of CBD. These these can be sold as so called novel foods. So you only need a, a license from the food and veterinary uh, office, but uh, it's not easy because the, um, the field is uh, developing rapidly, and uh, and um, some of the offices and officials uh, don't do not really know what to, what to do with the, uh, all of these new forms of of uh, cannabis products. Basically, if you want to legally use um, any THC containing uh, substances uh, they need to be registered as as medicines and you need a doctor's uh, prescription as far as i know uh, up until now only one person in estonia has been prescribed cannabis by uh, by an estonian doctor uh, sativex for cancer pain which we here didn't work very well, but uh, we haven't had direct contact with uh, neither the patient nor the doctor. And um, uh, due to, or thanks to the to the laws in European Union, if you are prescribed a, a, can, a cannabis medicine by uh, a doctor in another EU country, you can legally bring it to the, uh, bring it to Estonia and use it here. Uh, for like I, I guess a half a year's um, uh, amount or something like that, but it's expensive and of course uh, many many patients who who would probably 
benefit from from uh, uh, from cannabinoid medicine can't can't really travel that well. There was um there was an instance a couple of years ago where uh, a man was prosecuted for uh, growing cannabis. Oh yeah, growing cannabis is in any form is uh, if if you don't have a license, uh, it's it's a crime, uh, not not a misdemeanor. So. Uh, uh, a person who had um, liver failure uh, was growing cannabis, which helped him with the uh, with the side effects of of his treatment, and he was uh, he was supposed to have um, dialysis like three or four times a week, and uh, and then he was prosecuted, his cannabis was confiscated, and uh, during the court proceedings uh, he uh, contacted a doctor in Germany uh, who after he had explained his situation uh, instantly uh, prescribed him cannabis but uh, the doctor needed to see him so he traveled to Germany one day flight uh, got uh, got the recipe got back to Estonia but uh, he had missed one dialysis and we don't know if that was the reason, but um, anyway, he he did not live until the next day. So he was found found dead of um, of uh, diseases complications at home before he could um, before he could even uh, use the prescription that he had been given. So that's like one of the most severe cases that I think illustrates the situation very well, that it's it's not in the best interest of either the patients or even the doctors, the current system. But, uh, but yeah, um, doctors can prescribe any uh, Schedule 1 drugs, including cannabis, if, uh, if they, uh, they see a medical reason for that, uh, but uh, that doesn't happen very often. So Estonia is just like many other EU countries at the moment in that anything containing THC is illegal, though small amounts for personal use won't necessarily land you in jail. But CBD products are A-OK, provided they don't exceed the threshold of 0.2% THC, which seems to be the norm throughout the continent. Personal use and possession uh, are decriminalized, but there still is the threat of heavy fines if you are caught without approval. Sadly, the Estonian authorities also want to treat growing cannabis as a crime on par with acts of violence against other people. If you are lucky enough to get a prescription in another EU country, then the Estonian authorities uh, will allow you to use it in Estonia. Mart mentions that doctors prescribing cannabis to patients, however, is a rare thing. I asked him to explain why that might be the case. We uh, we actually managed to to crowdfund um, the travel uh, of of a Canadian medical cannabis uh, doctor who who has prescribed to like ten thousand patients or more in in Canada who who uh, made a presentation to the to the parliamentary social commission. Which uh, which is available on the web. I'll send you the link later. Doctor mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Verbora, Michael Verbora from Canada, uh, and he explained it all in in great uh, detail. Uh, but uh, I 
think it failed to convince most of most of the doctors uh, uh, present. One of them uh, uh, later made a presentation where he uh, compared them um, crude cannabis to uh, glue sniffing. It has it has as much medical value as as glue sniffing. So that's 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 where we're at. Well, I I, I guess it's, I, I guess it's not the, the the opinion of most of the doctors, but uh, but some of them uh, are um, they they have not been educated about the endocannabinoid system, and they are probably mostly unaware of 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 the opportunities and and um, medical potential of cannabis-based medicines currently available in the European market. Uh, truth be told, uh, the variety is not great. Basically, you can, you, you could, uh, I, I know that Sativex is registered in Estonia, so you could uh, probably get uh, uh, Sativex if it was prescribed to you. Uh, if you find uh, uh, an importer of of uh, psychotropic medicines who is willing to to initiate the process, uh, but um, uh, and and probably um, uh, bedrocken products could also be. I, I don't think there are uh, there is any law against. Uh, against providing uh, bedrocken, but they don't know what to do with uh, they, they have said it themselves like there was a there was a conference uh, two years ago uh, where in in the university of tartu uh, where uh, there was a whole session about uh, cannabinoid medicine and the doctor uh, doctors pointed out themselves that herbal preparations or just you know the herb itself they they don't know how to um, advise the patient uh, about its use uh, and uh, it's um, it's technically right that uh, bedrocken uh, bud is is sold um, as raw material for uh, cannabis preparations but uh, again technically putting it in a Putting it in a in a container and and uh, uh, screwing the lid on is already preparation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, there is uh, there is no um, no framework uh, for providing cannabis medicines and uh, and no uh, no um, importer of uh, of medicines has even applied. Uh, for a license of any cannabis-based medicines to be sold in Estonia. So it it could be said that we have the laws in place to to provide uh, cannabinoid medicine to patients who need it, but we do not have the doctors who are uh, educated enough uh, about uh, cannabinoid medicine to, to actually provide it. Let's be honest. Uh, Cannabis does not really fit uh, the mold, the model uh, of modern medicine, where whole plants uh, and and uh, cocktails of phytochemicals are are not used in in evidence-based medicine. And so, it's a lot to ask. I sort of understand why why the situation is as it is. We have a lot of work to do and and a lot of doctors to educate.
So, glue sniffing. Really? For someone living in a highly digitized society, that doctor doesn't seem like he uses the internet a whole lot. But Estonia is not alone in having physicians that aren't exactly with the times. Mart mentions most of the doctors have poor knowledge of the endocannabinoid system, and as a result, they have no clue as to how to prescribe cannabis or how to advise patients in terms of what they can use it for. Since few people understand even the basics of cannabis as medicine, the varieties or product types are also going to be severely limited. One doesn't have to look far beyond Estonia to see a similar situation. In countries like Germany and Poland, which have only recently enacted medical cannabis laws, finding a canna-friendly physician can also be quite challenging, not to mention finding a pharmacy that will stock the product, much less have a range of cannabis-based products to choose from. And I'm not including Sativex in these products, as this is a synthetic extract which hasn't received the best reviews by patients, to put it mildly. But I think Mart's view of cannabis and modern medicine is very spot on in that it's like trying to put a square peg into a round hole. Modern medicine, and specifically pharmaceuticals, are mostly based around popping pills that can be easily reproduced in laboratory settings. For many people, it's not medicine if it's not done in a white lab coat using all sorts of expensive gadgets and gizmos to obtain a white substance that you throw down your gullet. But in fairness, modern medicine wasn't aware of the endocannabinoid system, which wasn't discovered until 1992. So, Mart is very right in that there are a lot of doctors to educate, and I would add that modern medicine as a whole, not just in Europe, has a lot of catching up to do. I was also very curious as to what the challenges were for Mart in Estonia, at least with respect to fighting for cannabis, considering the fact that the country seems to be rather open and progressive, despite its turbulent history. I guess you could say that if, if there wasn't any stigma uh, or, or ignorance or fear around it, uh, there would not be need for our asso- association. So um, I, I don't uh, really see them as, as big challenges. That's what we're here for. I would say the biggest challenge for me personally was uh, sort of coming out of the closet. I had I, I had been writing about it and being pretty open about my views, but uh, it took me 10 years to admit in public that I'm a user myself. I mean, it was pretty obvious if you have been a, a singer in a rock band for 20 years, it's obvious that you have had some contact with, with uh, illicit uh, substances. But, um, but it, uh, it was like, I didn't know what would happen to me. Uh, I guess the, the uh, I was afraid of um, of uh, maybe uh, repression uh, or, or um, you know, um, some grim consequences of of admitting publicly admitting drug use. But um, but I guess uh, the fears were unfounded. We have not been we have not been uh, suppressed uh, in in any meaningful way i mean we get into some debate uh, debates where 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 uh, we we are ridiculed sometimes but uh, but there has been no repression so i guess estonia is more free than 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 i imagined or or more progressive uh, uh, since i'm also now working with um, 
Drug Users Association in Estonia, and, uh, the NGO Lunest. Uh, we we have been invited to to the table with uh, with um, high officials in in uh, in the government and and in the uh, ministries and it's um, we have a dialogue going and and nobody nobody's on the official level uh, seems to be uh, worried about the fact that some of us are active users. Here, I have to give Mart a ton of credit for his openness and honesty, uh, and not just with respect to his use of cannabis, but other substances as well. The only real way we'll overcome stigma is by not just coming out of the closet, but tearing it down altogether. But to do so, you have to be truthful with yourself and with others. Cannabis users, as I've demonstrated throughout my podcast aren't just hippies, jazz musicians, Rastafarians, and migrants from Mexico. It's everyone, the whole world over. Black, white, gay, straight, religious, atheist, liberal, conservative, or whatever label you want to slap on. Everyone, literally everyone on this planet has an endocannabinoid system that is hardwired to accept cannabinoids. So why should we be ashamed of using that system to the best of our abilities? Look how loudly and proudly we celebrate alcoholism with our various beer festivals and wine tastings and other cultural excuses for damaging our livers. Why should we be ashamed of cannabis, especially considering the potential medical benefits? Well, Mart has one last piece of advice for fighting for cannabis and against stigma. Get a scientist friend involved. It's um, uh, working with working with someone who who actually uh, has the capacity uh, of of scientific reading. I mean, who 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 knows what p values mean and is knowledgeable enough to 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 read uh, more than just the abstract of any uh, any um, study uh, it will will help you greatly if you want to be credible. You 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 need to be literate in in in, in uh, scientific uh, sources. Uh, don't trust blindly any any uh, source that isn't uh, strictly uh, peer reviewed and scientific. The deeper you go in, the the more you see the flaws in 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 what uh, either side of the debate is saying about about cannabis. I mean, the uh, almost daily. Uh, I have to explain to people on both sides about uh, what they're getting wrong uh, when when they debate uh, issues related to drugs or especially cannabis, because uh, not all of the activists are, are as well educated as as I'd like, and it's uh, it's difficult to go against the grain with with stuff like uh, uh, cannabis cures cancer. It's it's not it's much more complicated than that, and uh, we don't have enough data to, to make such broad claims. Explaining that um, is difficult, but it, it gives you credibility uh, in, in the eyes of those whose opinion matters, I would say. Some very sound advice. Can't recommend it enough. I know you can't just go out and stumble upon a scientist friend in the real world, but maybe there's an app for that, and just maybe, it's an Estonian company that invented it. So if we want to contact Mart, where can we go? Uh, the Estonian Medical Cannabis Association is at uh, ravikonep.we. 
But I guess if you Google Estonian Medical Cannabis Association, you'll end up on our webpage. You can always contact me through Facebook. Uh, you can find my email also on the web, I'm pretty sure. And on that note, time to say goodbye to this week's guest. Mart Kalvet, thank you for the conversation. Good luck with your uh, organization, Ravi Kanep. Yeah, Ravi oh. is is uh, cure or medicine and Kanep is cannabis in Estonia. Oh. That was episode 20 of the podcast. Only 80 more and we'll be at three figures. Hope you join me for the ride. As always, feel free to share the podcast on the internets and social mediums. And if you want to financially contribute, you can go to patreon.com and look for the Critical Grass podcast. My name, again, is Bogdan. More exciting topics coming your way next week. Until then, Nagamist.